This is the Third Draft Podcast, the show where we interview all your favorite, coolest, funniest, awkward, and out-of-this-world online sensations. I'm Simhue. And I'm Mash. And together we bring you fresh interviews every week on cliffcentral.com where we talk to some of your favorite content creators about the business of content creation, how they come up with the content, and of course... The bag. How much money they're making, honey. Oh, yes. So catch fresh episodes every Wednesday on cliffcentral.com. On YouTube. And on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever, wherever you, you get, get your, your podcasts. Welcome to the third draft podcast, the podcast where we get all your favorite creatives. In one room, and we chat about them. About who we chat with them. What's going on, Jim? I don't know what's going on. Hey, are you trying to be serious? Oh, he hasn't. He a pre-gamed. Oh, <laughs> let the record show. It's one p.m. <laughs> Just so we know, so we care about what. Okay, what? So what? So. So here at Third Draft, we chat with all your favorite creatives about all things creative. We chat to them about their creative process, about how they come up with their content, and of course, the bag. We're all about the bag here, right, Simpue? Yes, yes, yes. And as you heard, I am Simpue, and that is my fellow co-host, Mash. And as usual, it's not just the two of us. There's always somebody who's in the building who's bigger, better, dope. You know, maybe mm-hmm. awkward because I've seen his earlier videos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving this interview. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize so, I was being blindsided. So, yeah. So let me give you a, a, a young description. Mm-hmm. He's a visual content creator. So basically a filmmaker, photographer. But how I first got to like have him was then he was making videos with his friends on a channel called The Three Fine Guys. They went fine, but I see Colapo. You don't need to lie. It's the lie. You're lying for the, for the, the lie. They you don't did need to not do live up to their name, guys. Like, I'm sorry. Um, okay. no, can we get our money back? Um, <laughs> but you subscribed though, didn't you? And you watched all the videos, didn't you? Not for the final. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was the content. Sure. It was the sure, content. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so that's who we have in the building today. Yes, so we have Abongwe L Boy today in the building. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm very happy to be here. Excited to be on the third draft. Ah, we're excited to have you on here. And without wasting any time, Abongwe, so we have a feature in our show where we pair drinks with our guests. So every guest we pair up with a drink that matches who they are and what we think of them. And because Red Bull <laughs> <laughs> You guys suck Okay, give me the breakdown of the drink Let, let's, let's hear all no, of is that, Wait, so the guests have to guess Is that your final answer? Can I taste it? Or is it just a smell? Nah, or... it's just, even you the fact that smell... you smelt it I'm a bit mm, mm, but... mm, Yeah, just guess What do you think we'd pay you with? 
I'd probably this could be like a red a Red Bull and vodka, to be honest with you. If it was like a, a Jaeger bomb, I would have been like, props to you guys, Shem. I'll give you that one. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Red Bull. Red Bull. That's my final answer. Okay. And that answer is close enough, but because they're not paying us, we're not gonna say <laughs> <laughs> Just bleep out all of the, the times I said Red Bull. <laughs> Everything. Um, and a specific energy drink. That's yes. So we paid you up with an energy drink. Yes. And main reason for that is um because you've always been in this YouTube industry and we do understand that when editing you be up for hours. Mm-hmm. You be up all day, all night. And we understand that stress. So we do know that you editors and content creators need all the energy. You need all the energy you can you get. get. And you. energy drinks are where, are where you guys run to. Mm. Yes. Even in your boozing, you guys energy drink it up with Jaeger bombs. And, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Something like that. I don't drink alcohol. Oh. Oh, good. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all lying here. I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Who are you calling a, a liar? Who are you calling a liar? Who are you calling a liar? Um, my first question for you, just to start things off, what's the one thing you you are always hesitant to say? One thing I'm like online, just anywhere in life. You just that one thing where you're like, oh, oh, I don't think you're ready for this. I mean, it'd probably be like the more personal things for me. Oh, um, okay. Maybe specifying, like, I don't mind talking about my feelings and stuff and whatever, or something I've been through, but maybe like specifying and dropping people's names and being this person did this and this person said this. And when I was 12, this, you know, that's, I would probably lean away from. Um, but I feel like this question is leading. So is there a follow up <laughs> saying who is the person that? No. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I would I would probably stay away from. Um, okay. But other than that, most of the stuff that I put online is usually what I'm doing and who I am. I don't really. Yeah. I mean, there's there's this thing like uh, YouTube. You are a bit of a heightened version of yourself, so mm-hmm. it's almost like this energy comes in because you know that when I'm in the edit, I need to hit these beats and I want this kind of energy with this video. And but for the most part, that's kind of my energy the whole time. You know, I'm. Make random songs I dance around Weird uh, I put cameras in people's faces All the time It's just my personality So um, It's not very much A big act But Yeah that's kind of That's kind of the The YouTube thing You know what I mean Mm. Okay Mm. And then I also want to learn A bit more about you Abongwe So where did you grow up? So I am a Joe Burger brew, born and bred My brother Oh you know You're from (laughs) Jobek Jobek Born and bred I grew up in the same hood. I was, I, w- I was raised in Randburg. I stayed in the same house when I was, um, born until I was 19, 20, same school, same high school, same preschool, all of that put together. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm really from here, from here. And that's why I had to leave this place. Um, ah, go, and he did leave. I really thought you were a like, <laughs> No, no, no. I've been, I've been in Cape Town for seven years, but I, I've grew up, I grew up in, in Joburg. Um, all of my friends who are in Cape Town for the most part are probably from Joburg as well. There's something about Joburg people that sort of like comes together when we're in like a foreign space. But, uh, you can tell the person that's from Joburg, just, you just look at them, you're like, ah, you, I know that you know rockets. I know that you know rockets, <laughs> mate. You, I know you know Maitland Stop exposing you know? <laughs> Stop it. But yeah, that's, that's, that's me. That's where I'm born. That's where I'm bred. And uh, yeah. And then how did you get into YouTube? How did you get into actually 
But where did you get your first camera? Mm. We want to find out your journey. How did you start this YouTube journey? Okay, that's an interesting. It's an interesting one. I like this question because it lets me talk about more moments of embarrassment in my childhood. Oh, um, okay. Let's hear You must name. Name this like a name drop. I'll name yes. drop whenever I can. But when you when you see me using variables, just know that we're not going in that direction. Abo him, They, they just make it unidentifiable. Um, so when I was uh, when I was young, maybe about eleven or twelve, I started making videos with my friends, um, just via my parents' webcam. You know, when we were back there, we were young. Laptops were like, oh, you know, you didn't like kids these days. They have iPads and iPhone 13s at nine years old. But back then, I didn't have a phone. My parents were very strict. I have a strict closet dad that was very much like, no, Nyana, you're not getting a phone until you're thirteen. And my mom was like, no, you know, we want you to do this that. Appreciate them for that. But so, you know, I had to find a creative outlet somehow. And I started using their laptop, figuring out like how to make these videos on webcam. And I would make these horror movies with my twin sister. We'd get these puppets. Horror. Uh, horror. In, in no. a black household, mm-hmm. horror. Mm-hmm. Horror. Ooh. Did we show our parents? No. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna cut you out and pray <laughs> for you. <laughs> pray for you, <laughs> you know. Um, but me and my sister were very much into horror. We watched The Grudge. You know, it all started with Michael Jackson's um, uh, um, Thriller video. That was the first horror music Ooh. video. I remember my sister would have nightmares. I have a twin sister, by the way. She would have nightmares for for weeks, and we were like, okay, cool. This is kind of fun, though. We like this, so we kept watching them and we started making them. Yes. And then eventually, as I grew up, I realized, you know, there was a space on YouTube where people take these videos that I'd been making for years now and actually like put them on. And so every weekend I would spend time with my friend, Josh, Josh Dylan. He's crazy. He's a crazy creator. It's all great. All the guys that I started making videos with now, I still work with and they're still in the space, which is really inspiring. My friend Josh, uh, um, my friend Dumisa Rankin, him and I work a lot together. My friend John Tiger, he works, um, in, in Quebecha right now, but he's all over the place shooting like in Colombia. Nice. It works with, like the UN. It's really international. Cool. Look international yeah. boys, you know? And then we started young. That was the exciting thing because like all of these boundaries and all of like, you know, now there's sort of like this insecurity, this social media. If I make something bad, I don't want people to see that I'm making it yes, bad. You that know? Is true. But back then I'm 13. No one really watches my YouTube channel and I'm just making videos for fun with my friends on weekends. And so my dad, the first camera that I got, my dad was going on this business trip to Korea and he was like, yeah, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a tech guy. I'm going to get a nice camera. Mm. So he gets this camera and he's like, no one uses it, obviously, because you don't want to break it. He doesn't want his hey, new, hey, hey. So on these weekends, I would like sneak into his, into, into the, their room and like take the camera. Cause I knew that I was, I'm a, a very like tactical kid. I was very naughty because I had strict parents. So I had to be. On it, you know, I, I could tell can my sidebar. Strict parents make kids that are very street. I could tell my parents' footsteps. I could tell which car was coming in from the gate all the way in the house. Okay. I could hear, you know, which parent was. So I knew when someone was coming and I would sneak in, you know, take the camera while he was at work. I come back at school at one o'clock. He comes back from work at three. Me and my friend shoot from one to two. And then we put the camera back at half past two, make sure everything is grand, <laughs> you know, and he's not going to check. But we would make missions like that. I'll get caught, obviously. And then that bad one, that bad. Mm, 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 mm. How did you get caught? Did they find the footage? No, they didn't. I actually, once I slipped up, I probably put it in the wrong place. Or as I, I remember this one memory when I was putting the camera back. Then I turned around. This guy's at the door. Like, and that, that's the thing about my dad. This, my parents aren't like loud. They don't scream. But there's this thing that my dad has this power. Oh, his, his voice, voice has the fear of God. And it's, it's the you, eyes. You can hear it. You know, it's just the like, eyes. You okay. don't even have to say anything. He'll look at you and say, 
a bongwe. I'll get going guys. I'll call in my Uber's actually outside, so um yeah. I'm gonna go now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um yeah, but it was it was great because he was like he was always encouraging about like, yeah, you can use it, just need to ask me. And so that's how I started and I started uploading those videos on YouTube and like um didn't really get any traction, but I was still doing it for fun. I was really inspired by guys on YouTube like Casper Lee and sort of the American guys, O2L, JCK. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there was a big like renaissance of YouTube creators. Yes. Um, that was cool. And I was very much like, this is great. You know, there's, I don't really see anyone who represents me. Like there's no black guys that I'm necessarily having right now that are on this level. So why don't I try it? You know? And that's, so I started making these YouTube videos, making these skits and it's sort of, was like a platform for me to practice because I was so keen about telling stories in a funny way mm-hmm. and I can do it in a YouTube format, but it also lets me, you know, work on my storytelling, building and building worlds and like building my editing skills. And that's sort of where it started. And in high school, my friends started getting into it too. And we started like building community, making friends with other creators. We started going on these things called Insta walks where other photographers who are like big on YouTube would get like other like creators to come together and we'll just walk around Rosebank taking pictures and just share community, tag each other, you know? Um, and that's sort of like how I got into the YouTube, YouTube community. Um, and then, um, during the trick, I just stopped. Uh, what went, happened, Chief? Hey, boy, prelims, <laughs> prelims, they were like, remember what's coming. <laughs> like, remember what's coming. I said, <clears throat> excuse me, flames, mm, flames, fire flames. So I was like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But then Varsity came back and I started making videos again with my friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's led me, to, I had, I had met a guy on the first day that I went to Varsity. Mm-hmm. Um, this young, very obnoxious, but cool looking Nigerian white boy named Matt Frey, who I'd met on the first day of university. <sighs> mm, why are you blushing? Why do you look like you're blushing over there? What's going on? Well, we'll have Did you guys test. hear earlier about the fine what, 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 what? Now she's <laughs> blushing. <laughs> you see now? <laughs> I said nothing. Okay. I said nothing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Continue with your story. That's how we met. I met another handsome, light-skinned young man named Debo Homoloto. Um, and I asked him to be on my channel. Um, cause I was making YouTube videos. One of my videos did like, okay. Back then I was like, oh my gosh, my video had done so well. Cause people in the cafeteria. What was at okay UCT. back then? What was the. Okay. Back then was like. 2K. Okay, I get you. I get you. I get you. I get you. Like, oh, yes. Mm. I was like, yes. That's still a lot of views. That's yeah. a lot of views, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. A lot. I didn't know where it could go from there, but I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, I'm killing this right now. Let me get my boys to do this. Made a video with them. That video went on to make to like 10,000 views. I was like, mm. okay, I guess, I guess, I guess the people are saying something. Mm-hmm. And uh, because they had like, they're my close. We didn't like, Skit anything They'd never done A YouTube video before But we were just having The same conversations That we were having In person But with a camera there And doing challenges And all of this stuff Which was really exciting That's how we got into it Then we're like Hey bro Like we could actually do this And I was like We could actually start a channel mm. And that led me To creating a channel With them called The Three Fine Guys um, And that just went on I, To be I still own. have an issue With that name But okay I see Colapo that went on to be its own, okay. <laughs> its own <laughs> noble of, of, of creation. Um, but yeah, that's how I got into YouTube. I don't want to just say everything once, just answer all of the questions <laughs> before, hey. or anything. I was like seven questions down. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm listening to you speak about like your journey of basically being a content creator from like 30. Mm. Is this what you always wanted to do? Mm. Yes, it is. 
It is. Um, and in a way, it's actually becoming a lot more than what I've always wanted to do. You know, what I thought I could do or what I expected it to be. Mm. You know, initially when I was, when I started making my YouTube channel, I didn't make it to be like a big YouTuber or to be online or anything, which I still don't think I'm far, I'm far from being a big YouTuber. Um, but I made it as a platform for me to practice. And that mm. had always been my sentiment. Like whatever I'm making on YouTube has to be a reflection of the kind of thing I want to do with my life. If I want to make stories, I'm going to do it in a skit way. I'm not going to just, you know, do random things here. There. I'm going to do it the way that I want to. If mm. I want to tell like a horror story, I'm going to make a horror story. If I want to do action, I'm going to make action, you know, with, with zero budget. And now it's, it's really encouraging to be in the space where it's like, like, I can actually make that stuff for YouTube, but I can also make it for the world, you know, yeah. for other platforms, for streaming platforms, for platforms that like, you know, international people mm. can see. And that's, it's, it, it's gone far beyond. I've always wanted to be a storyteller, but I didn't know that it could be this big, you know, the, mm. the market in the world. And I think, you know, Diving more into film and diving what, what the levels are and realize, hey, there's money, boy. There's money. This thing of people saying engineering and maths and I know you guys are going to Engineering, this, that, that is money. In film, in filmmaking, in content creation. If you can hit the bag right, if you can, if you can, mm. you know, have your ducks in a row, you can make significant bags. But- about the bag now, sure. and you're saying there's money in it because I feel like there's this misconception about the creator space mm-hmm. kind of being like if you had to tell your your parents that no oh, I want to be a content creator I want to be a filmmaker they're just like a comedy in that thing you're trying mm-hmm. to die broke and now you're saying there's money in it you know mm. what does that look like because we've heard some other guests say you know maybe for a one minute video they'll get paid fifteen thousand that's like you know, and you a superstar in that particular uh, platform. But mm. when you say there's money in it, what does that, are you earning 25,000 as a regular filmmaker, for example? Okay. So I'm going to give you like the perspective of the filmmaker. Yes. And then I'll give you the perspective of the YouTube, like awesome content creator. Stuff. Let's start with that one because that one is a bit more, um, sparsy. So there's, there's sort of, um, there's working with agencies and working with brands. And so obviously there's leveraging the clout that you have in your platform Mm -hmm. into making that money. So it's basically saying, Hey, I have these people have 10,000 people that are going to watch this and 15,000 of them who are here, 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 and another 10,000 here. And this is the people who are interacting with my thing. How much money are you going to pay me to actually put to, to, to to showcase your brand? Right. Mm -hmm. And if you can like accumulate a, a viewership, it doesn't necessarily have to be big, but they are loyal. The guys that go and comment on every video and they leave the likes and they interact. And when you say, Hey, can you guys tag this brand in my comments? They go and tag them and you have a thousand comments. And that's when you have a strong followership and that's what brands are looking for. Mm. And the bigger, the the sort of loyalty that you have and the bigger sway that you have, the more you can leverage that financially. Right? Mm. So if you can get into a niche where it's like you do this stuff, and this is the kind of people that you have. Like the perfect niche is like the teens, the, the, the 18 to 30, the, yeah, 18 to 35, that, that bracket. If you can have like a viewership in that bracket, every brand wants you, especially because then they're going to be like, this is a, the exact target market that we're looking for. We're looking for the young adults that have the money to spend on shoes or that have the money to mm-hmm. spend on alcohol or this. And the bigger the platform you have, the more these agencies and the more the, the clients will be willing to provide that money to you. Mm-hmm. So. 
And I realized there were scales. Like, I'm, I'm very transparent with this. When we did our first campaign with three fine guys, it was with Hunters and they did a collab with Puma. It was so cool. Um, they flew us up to Joburg. They put us in a hotel. We spent two days there enjoying life, night enjoyment. <laughs> we're just living during oh, the peak of exams though, during the peak of exams, but we're inside. We're having a good time. We basically had a weekend away where they paid us and they gave us, they gave us a hundred hunters. As boys, I was living with Debs at that time. Matt was basically staying a hundred hunters, and they imagine. were flying us. How? You guys thought you had shuba. made it. I can just what imagine. Shuba. It shook oh. like for a week. I won't lie, I didn't study because I was like, "Were you ever sober?" No, no, no. no I don't even sober. <laughs> I have a hundred hunters looking at me. You know what I'm saying? But obviously, like, um, they were the cool kids in varsity. Nah, yeah, we'd be like, guys, pull up to the bando, you know. <laughs> we got free. <laughs> and then when the, when the, when the hunters ran out, people just stopped coming. And I was like, guys, what's going on? Like, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like for something like that, we spent two days. We had like two content pieces we had to shoot for them. We made like 50K, right? Which is great, which is great. That's money. a lot of money, though. It's a lot of money yeah. divided by three. It's not the uh, as amazing, but mm, but still considering what what one job could be, right? Yes. And that was when we were at maybe thirty k, right? Yeah. And so I started to, um, as this sort of leads me to the film production side, as I started working more on content creation as the facilitating production company rather than the influencer, I started seeing the budgets that were allowed, so okay. I could see like, okay, this person, or the, for example, I'm not, I'm not saying that I know this person's bag, like, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking like someone on the scale, like, like a friend of mine, Snicks or, or ZX Online, they, they have a hundred thousand, you know, for this, so we want them to post two pictures of our brand and we'll give them sixty thousand rand. I was like sixty, six, two, okay. Great. Six. Okay. That's crazy. Easy. And then the scale started going up because I started meeting different levels of influencers. Now mm. you're meeting the guys with the blue ticks, the guys that were verified, yeah. the actors and stuff. Yesterday's and like, no, rates is not today's rates. It's not rate. today's rates. <laughs> then they're like, no, I post one picture on my reel or on my story and they can make 50,000. Oh, I'll do a campaign where I'm on a billboard and it's half a million. And yeah. you start to see that there's money there. Yeah. And especially with how aggressively brands are going with social media now, mm-hmm. if yeah. you have a social media presence, brands are looking for new voices that can be like, okay, cool. You're going to attract these guys who are going to be these kind of, kind of um, people in the market. Here's this money. Here's this money. And then more investment is coming. So I've exponentially seen the rates for creatives that they're making go up and it's a bit sad sometimes. There's some discrepancies. Sometimes, you know, agencies don't, you know, go about it clean or maybe the creatives don't go about it clean. And so there's this disconnect where people are also afraid to speak about money because it's like, yo, I'm paying you 20, but I'm paying him 30. If mm. I tell him or if I tell you, then you're going to come at me and then I have, you know, mm. or it's going to be like the creator being like, I know that you paid them 30. So I want you to pay me 50. And mm. they're like, it's not in our budget. And then, you know, there's just those kind I of negotiating you. things that, the lack of transparency in terms of openness, openly speaking about money. That's why I don't mind talking about money and, and making it because people need to understand that, you know, there's levels that can be made and you can mm. progressively, mm. there's an industry where people yeah. are allowed now not to have to be in STEM and these careers that yes. they don't feed them because there's markets of people that are looking for different creative voices and different people's stories and the way they want to tell stories. Mm. So, that was that side. And then the production side, when you start to look at commercials and stuff, it's just crazy. The people will throw millions and I'm seeing they're like, no, no, I was just on this commercial. Oh, you know, but we only had a five million rand budget. Excuse so. me, what? That's small. Apparently. Apparently that's small. Sure. 
you can go to 20 million in some in some campaigns in some budgets like those these car brands are just crazy like it's 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 great and at continuing with the theme of scale, then I went to America and I started sharing about how much they make and on commercials. The dollars. Five million dollars. <laughs> Five million dollars. And then yeah. we look up the scale further. We look at the TV series that are underneath studios, like because I worked on a show for HBO. Right? Yes. Mm. Um, and I when I went to the States, I met up with another producer and we had all these conversations and everything. But because of that, the show that I worked on, I had access to like to to like information. You start seeing figures that I just can't understand you can't mm-hmm. fathom. It's like, oh, we know you have to just build a new set piece, you know, here we need two Excuse million dollars to build a room. Just it's like cool, we'll do that tomorrow, we'll get the crews to do that. It's this efficiency, it's like this pipeline of just you know, this chain of money that's just really like building these stories. And it's so, it's, it's inspiring for me to yeah. see that because it makes me feel like if I can spend enough time now using my YouTube platform as a practicing field yes. to build these stories, I can get to a point where I can create an industry for South African creatives where creatives, influencers, filmmakers, directors, they don't feel like they have to study something for the sake of studying it to survive. Where it's like, I really love acting. I really love performing. Okay, cool. Come through. Let's find something. Let's make something. Oh, this yes. South African, you know, and it's great with like the streamers and everything that's happening because we're seeing like blood and water, like, like yes. shows where it's like, oh, you know, that's a cool story. It's shot so well. The performances mm. are sick and it's international platform. And then we see people like Gabrielle Union and, yes. and Dwayne Wade, like, oh, we love the show. We watch it every weekend. Like it's our favorite. It's like, bro, that's crazy. We wouldn't have thought the of world it. has really shrunk. Yeah. And we kind of all neighbors, but I also like, since we are talking about money, and not just making money. Let's also talk about the expenses because equipment sure. is expensive. Mm. Yo, when people are like, get a camera, get a tripod, <laughs> get a mic. <laughs> Hello, guys. <laughs> it's not. It's yeah. Not so can we also talk about like how expensive it is to kind of get into the creative space mm. to, to get started? Mm. And even, even if you're rolling on a budget, what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's just start with the basics. Yes. We'll just go through the basics. A camera, right? If we get the lowest end possible camera, you can spend between three to six thousand mm-hmm. on the camera, right? With a, maybe a, a kit or something good, um, something decent, entry level. You can get some good stuff from it. Mm. That's that, right? Then you have to have a laptop, a laptop that you can edit from. And some of these ed- editing softwares are really expensive. Um, you can go from five thousand for the software or to a five thousand a year subscription for the software. Listen rent, to rent, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Listen yeah. To that. a year though. So it's as long as you want to use it, you're paying five band. And then there's sound, and then there's lighting, mm. and it can become very expensive. Like if you're looking like like the, in the film industry, cameras can go for you can get a, a camera for one point five million, just the body for the camera. It, it, whoa, whoa, mm-hmm. what does that thing? Do like what? What is it gonna make me look like Halle Berry? Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna see everything. Those both, that one that you didn't want to, you're gonna see it on that camera. <laughs> wow. But genuinely, equipment can get expensive. Like an Ari, an Ari is like top of the level film quality. Mm-hmm. Um, one point five million, and then a Sony Venice two million. You can get like lower range cameras, mm-hmm. two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. So it can get very expensive. Mm-hmm. But the nice thing about Right now that I'm always encouraging people of is the fact that everything is getting better. Mm. So phones are getting to the point where it's almost indistinguishable yes. when you look at a camera and a phone yes. in certain mm. situations. Because yes. obviously I could tell in certain environments. Yeah. Ah, this, ah. A phone gets close, but doesn't replace the camera. It doesn't just replace yet. the camera. Yeah, just yeah. yet. But it's getting so close where unless you're in film 
Yes. Or you're some kind of creator, you won't notice. You could not tell the difference. Like the wow. iPhone 13 does some crazy things. Mm. So you're seeing as much as it's still expensive, but you're seeing stuff like where phones, people can start shooting videos on their phones. Mm-hmm. A lot of the videos we shot for three fine guys were shot straight off of our phones. Wow. Instead of getting microphones, we used our phones. Voice mm. memos, mm. Yes. cheap, zero. We don't have to pay for any of that, right? Two. On top of that, you get softwares where you can get them for free. Like a, I recommend DaVinci Resolve to people because okay. you get a free version. It's just as good for, you don't need the fancy stuff unless you're working in the industry. So it's good enough for you to be able to do everything and more free. And so then it's just about the computer. So for me, it's like there's ways of going about it where it can be very expensive if you want the resolution yes. and the power and the quality. But there's ways about getting the results the, with what you have that can be very inexpensive, like very cheap. You put your phone on a cheap 100 rand tripod that you can buy at you know the corner shop. Mm. You sit in front of a window. You take your mom's phone. You push record for the, for the audio. It's a full YouTube video. You can talk Damn. about anything. Damn. You can do everything. You haven't spent a cent. Do you know what I mean? That's, mm. that's I where... I feel I always encourage people. I'm like, yeah, sure. You can spend maybe a million, maybe two million, maybe five, but you can also spend nothing because mm. things are also getting that lit in terms of quality. Mm. And even like, like people always complain. They're like, you know, no Android isn't comparable to, to iPhone. There's different levels, but if you yes. use the back camera of an Android, you can get the same results as like a front camera of an iPhone without having to like, I mean, it's mm. it's more difficult, but it's you know, like it's possible. That's why it's possible. Depends yeah. on the Android. I tried. No, yeah, he was like, no, 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 honey. Maybe let's let's. But yeah, I always encourage people to say that it can it can be expensive, but you can make a lot without having it to be expensive, and then you just use your scales as you grow and as you make more money to reinvest into getting. Better and more efficient quality Because a lot of the time It's just about efficiency mm. You know The stuff That's is more expensive Because it helps you mm. That is And true. I also want to find out from you So in terms of Okay so I actually watched your video 10K subscribers I watched oh. the, 10, the 10K <laughs> subscribers video And you have this monologue In the beginning I wouldn't call it a dialogue Because it turns out You're talking to yourself mm. But um, it's, it's, it, it, it is quite relatable From a content creator point of view Because you, it, it sounds like You're actually expressing Your insecurity about actually creating content mm. And um, as you mentioned just now um, It goes it goes with scales And with that said You know when, when creating content You blow up, you get a thousand views today You always have to level it up mm. You always have to level it up mm. So if you threw a cat on yesterday's video What are you throwing tomorrow? <laughs> a cow <laughs> Basically So you, yeah. have, you have to keep leveling it up mm. And with that said I want to find out Do you suffer from that anxiety? The content creator's anxiety Every time you're about to put out a video Will this do better than my previous one? Do you suffer from that? Badly Yeah, yeah I do mm. 100% There's, there's <laughs> like Absolutely There's Because there's a lot of pressure to Not only Maybe A lot of the pressure does come internally from me as well mm-hmm. I yeah. think I'm a bit of a perfectionist And I like to do more Where things can be simpler I can ah, No, 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 no Let's add this and edit this And pa 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 You know what I mean? Mm. Um but it is really a thing that's always in your mind. You're like, yo, okay, I have to put this on. Okay, cool. Now, okay, okay. Is this going to get the same views as, mm. as next? Okay, okay. And then it, it gets, it gets stressful specifically for me because I don't do the conventional sort of YouTube content. Mm. I'm not a makeup artist. I'm, mm. I'm not necessarily the, um, just the funny guy or, mm. 
you know, the questions guy, the way that I used to be for three fine guys. Now mm. I'm like telling stories and stuff. And sometimes people aren't interested. So it gets stressful where you're like, I just spent 17 hours editing this, literally 17 hours sitting. You see, that's why we this. got you the energy. Yeah. <laughs> you be spending 17 mm. hours editing. Mm, mm, it gets bad. It gets bad. <laughs> 17 hours, this, this, that, 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 that. Then it's like 2000 views. It's like, yo, okay. I just spent so much time in this. And then it starts to create this negative, like thing in your yeah. mind where it's like, maybe the effort that I put in doesn't correlate to the success. And then you start to look for what does correlate to the excess. Okay, this topic, this line. I like thing. that. But have you, know you also I mean? done the thing where a lot of people compare? Like you'll be like, I uploaded this video, got 2,000 views. And then you'll see another content creator who 100%. kind of... 100%. And you're just like, ha, ha, ha. Why is MASH getting 100K views? Dog, it's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially when you like edit the way that, that, that I do. And I'm mm. just like... I know that I spent so much time in this and I can watch a video where I can see, bro, you slacked so hard in this, but people love it and it's cool. And like, I've even had this, this guys in the industry who I've had conversations with where I'm like, bro, I grafted this edit and you did a video where you sat down and just chilled and you got like five times the views for me. And he's just like, it is what it is. It's the market. It's what people want. It's what people, you know, appreciate. It's the same conversation I have with artists where I have a lot of friends who are in R and B. They make a great music, but You'll never chart the same way that someone who's making a piano does mm. because of preference. And it's yeah. not because you're making bad content. It's yeah. just because the market has shifted towards this. Mm. This is the most big, you know, the pool of it. So for me, I've, I've had to take a lot of time where I have to step back and be like, I'm making this and I'm posting this because I want to post it because this is how I want mm. people to, to hear my voice, whoever hears it. And step away and leave it at that. Um, or like even right now, I've taken a, a social media break because I've gotten into this, this whole habit of comparing myself where, mm. where it's like, okay, I made this, comparing myself to myself first. I made this and I made this. I spent mm. 12 hours and I spent two hours. This did better than this. Why am I even putting in the effort? Yes. And then I start to, it starts to, you know, rabbit hole. Cause then I'll go onto TikTok and be like, I made this really, you know, I put Elaborate so much effort video. Into, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone on TikTok's like, okay. And then I wake up and I even tested this. I, I tested it. I did this video where I made this elaborate thing, you know, put it on TikTok. It got like 400 views. I woke up in the morning. I took a video of myself waking up and I put some like, like stupid caption in front of it. It was got like 60,000 views. What? And That's- I was just like, it literally, it took, it, it answered the question I was asking. Is it, is there a correlation to efforts and views? And there isn't because it's just, but there is outliers, you know, and it's just for me, just figuring out that and not getting into the space where it's like, I'm questioning myself as a creative to the extent where it's like, am I even good enough to be a creative yes. when that's not even the question that's being asked right now? Mm-hmm. You know, it's what's hot, what's happening and how can you make what you're making relevance to what people want to see? Mm-hmm. But Ultimately, I do catch myself in this whirlpool of just, no, but I used to make these videos with TFG, man. And we, we spend the weekend doing it and, and this thing got like a hundred thousand views. And I just spent four days shooting this whole scene and this whole thing that's no one really cares about. And that's when you have to start interrogating for yourself why you're making content and how this really feeds you. Is it the views that feed you? Is it the feeding the ego or is it? feeding your creative need to make something and to tell a story. And the more I get into that space, the more I'm like, it's fine. Whether people watch my videos now, whether they watch them in 10 years, they'll know that from the beginning, I was there saying, I want to make short films. I want to make films. I want to tell stories. And that's what I did, whether people were watching or not. And that's a decision that people have to make for themselves. Mm. You know, there's markets where people like, I know I have a friend who was, 
I mean, not a friend necessarily. I, I knew of him. A friend of mine knows him, but he was really into real estate. And I remember he would make these real estate videos and I was like, okay, this is cool, but people aren't really watching them. That's great. And he kept making them and he kept making them. And so they started blowing up in places that weren't South Africa. And there's this thing that happens where things that blow up that are South African overseas and come back to us suddenly become more valuable. Mm. So his channel was now booming. It was great. He does real estate here. And now he's at, you know, um, Stain City and, you know, they were inviting him and all of this stuff. And I was like, that's great. And I'm so proud that he stuck with these guns and he's passionate about this and he did this. And it proves that if you're passionate about it, it doesn't matter if anyone's watching right now, if you can be resilient and keep your level, the top level, yeah. when people come back and you make something that catches people's attention, they'll see, oh, okay, last year he did this. The year before he was doing this. Two years ago, he was actually, so he's been this guy. Okay, okay, I, okay, I can see, I can connect with that and I can, there's maybe consistency. I'll, there's consistency and I'll state that. And a lot of, you know, brands also you know, connect with that where it's, there's a consistency of, okay, this creator didn't start off being big, but they've always wanted to tell this kind of content yeah. and they mm -hmm. did it. And now look at them. So we respect that their viewers were with them on this journey of 10, 15 years and they'll be loyal to them. And if we present them with an opportunity to share something that we, that we've made, their viewership will respect that this creator is coming to them with something that they one as the creator themselves respect and two that they bring it to their viewers with respect because you guys are my guys and like you guys yeah. actually stuck with me through this yes. you know it feels genuine it feels mm. genuine yeah oh, so there's value in committing to something mm. and and keep going that's that's what i say and whether you doubt it whether you doubt how you feel about it mm. selling out quote unquote selling out um speak to, on it uh, <laughs> it's not necessarily to me selling out is, is doing something thing. yeah it's not a bad thing but it's only bad if you're doing it for bad reasons. There's, there's, yes. there's ways of doing it, of marketing yourself in ways that connect, you know, mm -hmm. with the modern, with the trends. You can't be making videos the same way in 2008 mm -hmm. now, you know, you have to stay with it. But when you jump onto the trend, completely abandoning what your voice was, and then the next trend and the next trend, that becomes difficult for even the brands mm -hmm. to see that, mm. hey, what's going on here, boy? What, like, you know, what are you doing this for? Mm. And, um, and I imagine it's not even enjoyable for you anymore if you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. I, at least personally for me, I felt where it's like, I'm not really doing this for myself. I'm doing this for like, to pump up my ego. Hmm. That's basically it. Because I know there's a formula to, to the shandis being fire, you know. But I don't know. I just find value. And even when I feel down, even when I don't get the views that I deserve, feel I feel I deserve. Because no one deserves views, whatever. You know, it would be arrogant to say, I should be getting this because I work 12 hours on it. No, like people want to watch it, they watch it. If they don't, they don't. But sure. What you think you feel like you would deserve and just going with it and being like, I'm going to be consistent and still make what I want to make because ultimately one day it'll pay off. Mm. And one thing I really appreciate about you is that despite um, viewers, viewership going up, views going down, you kept pushing, you kept the consistency. Mm. And that's one thing really actually really respect about you. Hence you're here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And, <laughs> Yeah, with that said, I mean, some of us did start YouTube channels at some point or another in, in time. We got our 200 views. Don't drag views me. And we're like, don't hey, drag Yasmin, me. Don't drag me. It's not me. working. And we just never went back. <laughs> oh, Nash, you did not need to drag me. Okay. Child, What's your I'm YouTube channel sales? <laughs> I also want the files now. <laughs> you have a version of a review. Like, hey guys, welcome to my channel. So, don't wow. try. Hey, writing questions. They're doing your Q and A with me. <laughs> I, I 
your own questions, <laughs> your self questions. So, what's your favorite thing about yourself? Like, oh, my God. oh, this is a great question, guys. Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> oh my gosh! But I think my biggest walk away from what you just said is consistency. Yeah. You know, yes. you need to be con- consistent, and you know, do not despise you know humble beginnings. Because mm. um, I think we live in a time where we. We see um, people that go viral overnight. You post mm. a video, um, whether you intended for it to go viral or not, but people go viral and then their lives have changed. And mm. you're like, but I'm here doing this content thing and putting in the work. I got the right equipment mm. and I, I follow, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I do this and I do that and X, Y, Z. And you always think that will correlate to your success, but mm. just be consistent. Yeah. Um, it will happen one day, someday. But maybe not today. Yeah. And I mean, like, <laughs> jumping ship before you get your chance is just yes. wasting your own time. Mm. It's like you spend all this time coming here. Now you see guys who went viral on TikTok that are blowing up. And now suddenly, like, all your hard work is not valid. It's like, mm. it doesn't make sense, you know? Mm. So I think it's interesting. It is quite discouraging, though. I mean, like, yeah, it's, 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 sometimes, yeah, I've seen guys that have, like, I'm like, I know you've been working here for a while, bro. Mm. Like, I know you've been grinding. Well, my my cousin down the road just just dropped a TikTok video. <laughs> he's uh, destroyed you on every platform now. Huh? The viewerships, the, the everything. He's already sending out to my invoice, invoice. man. <laughs> Twelve times you're invoicing, and it can be very discouraging. But yeah. you just gotta hold on, just push through, stop looking at other people. Tunnel vision, tunnel vision, all it. the way. I love that. And then my final question to you is: What advice do you have to give to all those content creators who are still pushing, um, or those who are even? At home, just sitting, they have their cameras there, they have a ring light, but they just don't have the guts mm. or they don't have that gusto to just pick up that camera, face He's it towards to me, themselves. So, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you answer this question. <laughs> but what, what advice do you have for those people? I was in Peeway mm. who just have the equipment, they have everything, they have they just, access and all the resources, but they just don't have that thing to like, mm. okay, let me do this. Let me commit to this. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the time when people ask me that question, it's, we have to sort of look at sort of your personality. Like mm. it's difficult to say that one answer fits everyone. There's people mm-hmm. who are more insecure about certain things. There's people who are more sensitive about certain things. Mm-hmm. There's people who are less sensitive about certain There's people who are more resilient in certain ways. But the fundamental of it is just diving in. Like it yeah. doesn't get easier the longer you wait. It doesn't change, but the more you can make it less about your own self-doubt and more about your own voice, the better that can be. And it's difficult because it's hard to say, no, 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 just don't doubt yourself. It'll be fine. And then you get bad views. And then it's like, bro, you said I'll be fine, but I've been making these videos and no one's watching and I'm insecure now. And it's making me even more insecure. But ultimately for me, the way that I look at it, sometimes it has to be just a decision of commitment. Like the way that some people do for gym, like I, like you go to the gym and it, Sucks sometimes And the next day You have to go again And it's like Yo bro I just died yesterday I can barely walk My legs are shaking But you go again And then you go again And then your legs Aren't shaking so much Later on And then soon You're squatting 150 And you're This huge You know Bodybuilder If that's what you want And you don't get there Without your legs shaking And your back breaking And your arms Crippling You know And the big thing about now Is people want to skip the step That's the hardest part Which is the The beginning and that's the beginning because you question yourself. You don't know what your voice is. You don't know how you want your voice to sound. Mm. And then people start to, no, no, let me not do this because this is what society is doing. This is what social media, this is what TikTok, yeah. this is what the other YouTubers are doing. And you sort of get into this pigeonhole of just like 
boxing yourself into a box that I need to be this kind of creator in order for me to be successful. Yes. And then people will spend years pursuing that without any passion and it just doesn't work out for them mm. and it becomes discouraging. But my advice would be figure out what you, you don't necessarily have to know what you want to even say or what your voice is, but figure out how you want it to come across. Mm-hmm. Do you want it to be funny? Do you want it to be in this way? Do you want it to be that? And stay with it. Say for the next three months, I'm going to post a video on every Friday. If anyone watches it or not, I'm going to post it. Mm-hmm. Almost make it like a rhythm. Like I wake up, I brush my teeth, I go. You're not looking at the numbers. You're not looking and you're just doing it until you get into the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you start to have fun with it because you start to enjoy the process more than the results that come from the views and the, mm-hmm. the brain serotonin that comes from doing well, you know, or having people watch your film and like, or having recognition from, you know, bigger people. And it starts becoming the enjoyment of the process. And when you get to that point, then it's just more about challenging yourself. And mm-hmm. ultimately for me, you have to actually enjoy making content. You have to enjoy the editing. You have to enjoy the concepting, yeah. even when it's not fun. You have to have, that's yeah. got to be something in you that's like, yeah, this was hard, but okay, this is hard. Like hard, like it looks hard. You know what I mean? Like, like that's me. Like I, I really struggle sometimes with editing because I'm like, I have so much I want to do or it's just overwhelming or I'm, mm. you know, not sure about myself. Yes. And then I jump into it and then I do it. And then I'm like, yeah. You did that, bro. Nice, yeah. nice. You know what I mean. And whether anyone watches it or not, I'm like, nah. There's some yeah, videos you, like, you know what you've done. You're like, yeah, I see that. Yeah. That two second, that no, transition, transition right there. Right there. Uh, there's like there's videos of mine that I've never blown up where I'm like, watch this. We're like, I watch them with my friends. I'm like, watch this, watch this. I know mm, what you mean. Hard, you know. That was. I know. Um, what, do you know? I think it's also cool seeing yourself grow when you yes. first start off and you can't do a single edit. It's just. Cut in the beginning, cut at the end, That's and then she gets you get to you ending a second <laughs> transition, and then she gets you you having like this whole like oh no, you know, I got this. Yeah. I'm gonna tell your story. Now you're saying yeah. voiceovers. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're trying to do sliding transitions. You get and you're like, you're, look at me. Look, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, I did that. I I get that. So I, yeah, so yeah. if you can enjoy the process enough to love doing the thing and and fight with everything you can to not let the numbers and the views be something that you consider more than the the process of it then mm-hmm. then you win i mean every i feel like every creator is trying to be at that place where it's you're making it because you're making it and you know it's going to be cool because you think it's going to be cool yeah my goal for me is always i only make stuff that i think i would watch okay and whether it's popular or not i would watch this really weird sci-fi film about this young girl, you know, who's stuck in space. Or I would watch this mm. this comedy skit of a couple, you know. That's what I would watch. That's what I enjoy making yes. and enjoy consuming. And when it's at that point where you're making things that you yourself like watching, it just makes it so much easier to get into the process. So just to sum it up, for me, it's commit yes. relentlessly. Jump in it, whether it's frightening or not, yes. and avoid looking at what the views and do and making that reflect whether you're good or not. And secondly, give yourself a period of time to be consistent with it, whether people are watching or not, because people will be watching eventually and they'll notice the consistency. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, those are the, the biggest things for me. A perfect litmus test for me was, was TFG. I'd always yeah. known about consistency, but when it came to working with someone like Matt, he's very, like if we, were, we said we're dropping on Sunday for a year, we're dropping on every Sunday mm. and we watched the exponential. It was almost mathematical where you could see the growth of it exponentiate. As soon as you hit this one point and you keep posting consistently, 
cascades. Then the YouTube algorithm's like, oh, you're here every What's week. Hi, right, come back. <laughs> right, gonna, guys, hey, guys, come see, come see. They got something. No, and it started, we started mm-hmm. going, 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 going. And that's the power of consistency. We didn't know people were going to enjoy that stuff. We just knew that this is this YouTube kind of content that we like watching. And that's always been the, the foundation. Oh, beautiful. I love that. Like, I, beautiful. I, okay, you've, you've changed my mind a bit about like, you know, having a fine brain. We're not sure about the looks. <laughs> we really still on this thing? Oh my gosh. You know, <sighs> just say you're but in he love has with a solid head y'all. So I gotta give you that. I gotta give you that. Like that, I'll give you. Uh, Mesh? All right. I've already asked my final question. Do you have final questions? I don't. I do want to say this to you. Um, you're doing a great job, my guy. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Especially since I've been following you from the three fine guys area. Um, and seeing you grow. (laughs) No, man, seeing you grow, like, you know, from just, Dropping every Sunday, as you guys were saying, to like even you doing your own like uh, videos. Um, there's an echo videos that I absolutely love. Um, and just seeing he's international, my guy. He's talking about international trips. I love that for you, you know. And I can't wait for your work to to be on Netflix, you know. I can't wait Thank to you. see I you do the so things much. to be done, and then I can also say I know him. I know so. I <laughs> So all the best, man. All the best. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I, I definitely, I, I'm telling you now, I can't wait to see that film on Netflix. I don't know what it's going to be about, but I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I'm excited one day too. No, Netflix, shout out, Netflix. But, yeah, with uh, that budget of 10 million. <laughs> 10 million. <laughs> Maybe 20, you know, just, just. You but know? yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. And, and these are like great questions. I love talking about, you know, the industry because I'm really passionate about it. I'm really passionate about creation and storytelling. Yes. And, you know, any chance that I can get to, you know, tell somebody that's, you know, their dreams are valid too for me is great. And thank you for giving me this platform to be able to tell however many people that, you know, there's a way to do it. And, you know, philosophy for me, just as a closing remark, because, you know, (laughs) for me, I live by like a very simple philosophy that if there's a door, there's a way in. doesn't matter who's standing in front of it, how reinforced it is, how many security, there's a way in. And there'll always be a way to find a way through that door. So just find your door and uh, spend the rest of your life trying to kick it down. By fire, by force. Oh, so. beautiful, man. I love it. Beautiful. Ah, oh, thank you so much for coming through Abongwe. Yeah. This was much. so much fun. I actually yes. learned so much. Yeah. YouTube, here we come. Yeah, yes, yeah. You guys should actually start a YouTube channel together. I would like, I would watch that. Like, I know I'd be the, like, I'd be the star. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're gonna let her. Hey, you know what? Must let them let themselves. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Thank uh, you and that's so. a wrap. It's a wrap. That's a wrap. Cheers, wrap. guys. This che- was oh. so much fun. Cheers. 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 Energy drink. Cheers. Yes. Yay! Back to work. Yay. Thank you, kids. <laughs>